everyone, it is creeping up towards Christmas now, isn't it? And I wanted to share with you some little bonus ones of how to sort of get, reduce that desire for the food, for the sort of junk food that we have, so that you don't end up coming out of Christmas, looking in the mirror, not liking yourself, and just feeling like crap but also not depriving yourself over the festive period. Because this for me is key. Okay, I see lots of cycles where people just go, screw it, and they've probably already been eating loads and loads and loads, and putting on weight already, then you just go, oh, screw it, I may as well just have a blowout and then start again in the new year. But of course, as you get older, especially as I got, I'm going to be 45 in January, so as I was, like I know, as I got in my late 30s, 40s, that weight was harder to shift. And also, I felt pretty bloody awful over that sort of festive period, if I was honest. So, and then I just used to spend until about April in the gym getting all the weight off, and then lo and behold, it'd be Easter. And you do sometimes wonder if this, why is planned that way? <laughs> we then just lose our weight, we get to Easter, then we probably put it back on again, and then we go again, then we just get it off, and then we got the summer. And what I found was it's quite an exhausting cycle to be in. There's very little time that you're actually just enjoying being yourself because you're either not liking yourself because you're overweight, you're losing weight, and then you get to this point where you go, I look good, but then quickly the desire comes in for all the food and you're off again. And that is the cycle that I've learned to break. Because when I certify as a coach, I certify as a life and weight loss coach. And I'm not a nutritionist or anything like that, but I sort of think that sort of thing you just go and learn. That's the easy bit I consider, like the food you got to eat. If you have a simple rule, like you're only going to eat one ingredient foods, it's really not hard to eat healthy. You think if you eat just anything that's one ingredient, avocado, egg, chicken, fish, all these things, everything you look at that's got multiple ingredients is something man-made that's probably not very good for you. And you can stay really healthy. And that, if you do a bit of intermittent fasting, I'm a big fan of that, um, you will stay, I think, really healthy and maintain your weight. But where I think people let, sort of not let themselves down, but the sort of process lets them down, is they don't know how to control the desire for it. So they feel deprived. So they come, cut it out and you feel great to start with, but then things happen and you might go to a party or you're like this, you've got Christmas coming up. And you think, oh, I just want it. I just want to have something. When someone's handing chocolates around the office and you just want it. And then you feel deprived. And then you have that moment where you just go, bang, screw it, I'm going to have one. And then you feel awful. You feel absolutely awful because you're eating loads. And also what you do is you gain, you sort of lose that trust in yourself. And I've spoken to people that say well, they can't even, don't even like looking themselves in the mirror. And I think that's really quite sort of sad that, A, you think your body has something to do with how you feel, but also that it goes in those cycles. Because actually what I've realized is you can have this continuous thing where you can maintain a nice healthy weight and you can have the stuff. So you're not going in those cycles of like, cut it all out in January suddenly you start eating it all again in February and for me that's just exhausting and 
I found I was either losing weight, putting on weight, losing weight, well that was it really, and never had a happy medium, and for quite a few years now I've just stayed at a really nice healthy weight, and I can put all that energy into something else. I can actually put it into enjoying the day. I can, when it comes to after Christmas, I've had the things I want, but also, I can get straight back into my sports. I don't feel like, oh, I don't have that lethargic, horrible January feeling. I've got this sort of constant energy, and that, for me, is the gift of it. But you probably are wondering, well, how can I have it all and and um, not put on weight, not reduce the weight? Well, what you do is, quite simply, is you learn to manage your desire, and that's what I'm going to talk about over these next few podcasts is learn to manage the desire because we all know what we should eat and what we shouldn't eat if someone if i said to you well what are you eating and we did a diary of what you ate last week then we said well what do you think of that you need to cut out and portion size <laughs> you would probably you would know that yourself wouldn't you you're intelligent people you don't even have to be that intelligent to realize that but it's people just go but i don't know how to stop it don't know how when people bring those chocolates right and I told myself I'm not gonna eat them I just find myself like one, two, three, four, and then suddenly you sort of pop the cork. But when you learn to control the desire, then you have control over your life. Because you can have these things and you then don't you don't lose control. And the way we do that really is a quite simple four-step process, and that is plan ahead. Stick to the plan, allow the desire, so learn to feel the desire and not react to it, and then just repeat. And it seems really simple, and it is. And the bit I really help people with is questioning why they want the sugar and things like that, and show them where the desire comes from, and helping them to reduce the desire because this is the bit when you start doing it there's a real level of discomfort what I always say to people is you're probably in discomfort anyway so you just choose your discomfort and then when you are eating stuff you're eating it consciously aware of the consequences which if you're only eating a bit of it there really isn't much consequence at all is when you're eating loads of it but if you do decide to have a blowout and you go, sod it, I'm going to know it, you take in all the consequences. Like Stephen Covey says, you pick up one end of the stick, you pick up the other. And that is, and it's a great way because what happens is people then sort of go in these cycles where they overeat, but they're filled with loads of guilt and shame and all this sort of stuff. And you're like, that, it's all unnecessary baggage that we put around it because it makes us feel worse and want to overeat. So that sort of feeds the cycle. So what I'm going to talk to you about in these next few podcasts is how to do this protest. Pro- protest? It's not a protest. Process. And the first thing we're going to talk about in this one is planning ahead. So why would you want to plan ahead? It is simple. The reason you want to plan ahead is because you use a different part of your brain. In the moment, you've got two parts of the brain. Your primitive part and you've got this more rational thinking part of the brain that makes us human. Now, that is very simplified of the brain, but it's, it's all we really need to know to control desire. And, with, and you think the primitive brain always wants the food. It is survival-based, and if you think of it like a caveman, in our primitive days, 
when we were wandering around and we spent most of our time starving hungry, we wanted that desire. We wanted, we needed desire to get us motivated to go and get food. And of course, when we came across sweet food, say if we came across a bush of berries, we would then want to sort of maximize our resources. And this is what desire does. It's all dopamine based, it maximizes our resources. So you think like if you just ate one berry and you were satisfied, you're not going to maximize that resource. So how our brain's wired is to want make us want more of that. So it drives us towards it and then we eat it all. But of course, back in those days, all the sweet stuff was very few and far between. And they were natural, they were natural pleasures. So natural pleasures spike your dopamine less. Because the desire is all about dopamine. We have dopamine released in our system in the anticipation of pleasure. And when we get an unexpected pleasure, we get another release of dopamine. We don't get it all the time. Actually, it's a false thing. I'm not going to go into all of that at the moment. We'll do a separate one on that. But basically, if you think of that, like dopamine, it's all the desires driven by dopamine. But of course, when you had false pleasures, uh, sorry, natural pleasures, like your berries and just food and just normal food, the spike wasn't that high. And it's sort of, that is how our brain is wired. It's sort of made for the, that. But it's, well, our brain hasn't caught up and it's not really made for the false pleasures that we have these days. And there's lots of ones like the phones, sugar, drugs. But you imagine if we take sugar in this case, it's probably what a lot of you are indulging in or overindulging in, you imagine what that does to the brain. If, if when we get pleasure, our brain thinks it's for survival, so you have a blueberry, that spikes you a little bit. You imagine what it's like when you have a, some chocolate, your brain is basically going, oh shit, we need more of that, otherwise we're gonna die. More, 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 come on, you need more. And that's where the craving comes from. So we just want more. <clears throat> so we're not actually designed to have all this high concentrated pleasure. And this is why we plan ahead, because our, that primitive part of our brain isn't going away. I hear some people say they want to eliminate desire. We're well, not going to eliminate it because it's a survival thing. Just like we want sex and shelter, we want food because it is what's perpetuated our species. So we want to learn to reduce it and manage it. And knowing that our primitive brain is always going to want that in the moment. But what we want to do is be planning that in because then we use the different part of our brain. We use our rational thinking part of our brain <laughs> and when we plan it in then we can learn to allow the desire and then have it and, and so what that does is it stops that it, this is what stops the cycle but the other thing about planning in is when you use that different part of the brain you probably won't have half a dozen chocolates and stuff some in your pocket for later you probably won't have the chocolate and the cake and get home and have a beer because when you use that rational planning part of your brain what you do is you take in all the consequences you you know of later and you can foresee all what's going to happen so you might just go actually i just want one because you in the moment the desire part of the brain the primitive part of the brain is going to want the whole box because it is literally telling you there's gonna be no more of these. 
you need to eat them all, otherwise you're going to die. But of course, there's always more because people bring them around and there's chocolates everywhere and sweets everywhere. And your brain just doesn't notice. So planning ahead is key. And what you want to do is plan 24 hours in advance. And people always say, but I want the freedom to be able to have what I want. But are you living much freedom anyway now anyway? And this gives you more freedom because you can have it without the guilt. What really hampers people's freedom is the guilt that they add to it. And, and actually then depriving themselves later on because they're cutting down and trying to get rid of all their weight. Whereas this way, you don't have to deprive yourself. And what you're doing is you're having it, having it intentionally. So for me, that has got loads of freedom. In truth, why people say this, and this is what I found when I've coached a lot of people on this, is their brain is just kicking off because what they don't want to do is feel the discomfort of an unanswered urge. And an urge is just desire. We'll talk about that in the next one. And because the brain is literally going, you need to have this, so it creates desire, which is nice and uncomfortable, it's supposed to be uncomfortable. And then it goes, oh, we want this. And then um, we don't answer that urge and we don't want to feel discomfort. So by telling ourselves, oh, well, I want the freedom, I just want to have stuff when we want, we don't have to experience that immediate discomfort. But that discomfort is temporary, it's short term, and it reduces. But the discomfort of putting on weight is more permanent. And obviously, if you keep doing it and keep doing it, you could have health problems. And that is even more permanent. So that's what we want to do. We want to be planning ahead. And I say, write it down. Write it down what you want. And you don't have to do this all the time, but to start with is really important. Because if you're saying, let's say for Christmas, I know I'm going to have some Christmas pudding and I'm going to have a bit of clotted cream and a bit of custard. Now my brain then goes, oh, and I'll have this, this, and this. And I go, actually, do I really want that? I know how that's going to make me feel because I've done it before. I go, no, I'll have that, and I'll feel, be able to feel really good and just have that. And then already my mouth's water as I'm thinking about that. And this is going to be good when we talk about desire because the cake isn't even here, and I'm anticipating it, and my mouth's watering. That's how our brain works. It's moved me towards it. And then we, um, you know, and then I might say, well, actually, then I'm, I might have a bit of Christmas cake in the evening. I go, no, actually, I don't want that. I just have that and I'll have the Christmas cake the next day. So suddenly you go, you're not eating all this stuff and you're not depriving yourself. You can have it. So planning ahead is really key. 24 hours in advance, plan it. And then in the next one, we're going to talk about sticking to the plan. See you in the next one. Bye-bye.